Hello and welcome back to Mind of Success. I'm your host, Moni Millares, a Mexican-British living in Asia. I work in fintech and build digital banks from scratch. In my years in the industry, I've realized most of us are in a vulnerable financial position. However, building a business can be a catalyst for change. So I created this podcast. It's about business stories we do not talk about. I chat with entrepreneurs, CEOs, and experts about their journeys, struggles, and lessons to extract gems of wisdom and practical tools so that we can thrive and create the impact we want. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about entrepreneurship, beauty, sustainability. It's a fascinating woman that we've got today in the show. So, Gael, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much for having me, Monica. Hi, everyone. Hello. So before we go into the show, let me let me introduce Gail properly. So her name is Gail Chateaubard. <laughs> she is the founder of Ethosa. And like many of us, she used to work in her full-time corporate career. And eventually she had a side project and the side project started moving along. She continued corporate career. And then at some point she jumped into full entrepreneurship. And I find that journey fascinating because it takes a lot, A, to juggle both corporate and side hustle, and it takes a lot to build a successful business. So it will be an amazing episode. I'm really looking forward to chatting and learning from you, Gail. Really excited to be here, Monica. So let's get started with, when we, whenever we start a business, it's because there is a, either we have a passion or there's a problem that we need to solve. There's a need that customers have. In your case, like you've been working for years in the beauty and personal care industry across different departments. So you really understood the industry basically. And then one of the challenges that we have today in society is sustainability and the environment and the beauty products, they do have impact. Uh, in the environment and some of the major ingredients is water. So now mm -hmm. you created a full brand of personal care products that are water-free products and therefore it has major impact in the environment in a positive way. So can you talk to us about how you came up with the idea and why was it important for you to build this company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I used to work in the beauty and personal care industry for a couple of years. And this is really when I got to discover the ugly truth of the industry and the actual impact that it has on the planet, but also on our health, because obviously a lot of the beauty and personal care products that we apply on our skins every day contain a lot of chemicals. So initially, I, I really wanted to, um, to try to come up with a better solution for our planet and our health. And I think what really inspired the brand as well is my uh, background. Uh, so I'm originally from France. I grew up in the French Alps. So I have a really, really strong connection to nature yeah, because nature. obviously, yeah, I spent my childhood like building tree houses and like spending so much time outdoors and like seeing this industry 
obviously there are other industries that are damaging our planet, but I was very close to the beauty and personal care industry and seeing it like really impacting in such a negative way our planet and our health that really inspired me and brought me to um, create Ethosa. Um, so as you said, Ethosa is a waterless personal care brand. So what we do is removing water from the manufacturing process and we are creating and developing uh, powdered formulas. So obviously one of the big benefits is that the product is very light. So we are able to reduce the CO2 emissions by 90%. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. That is like huge. Exactly. And it's usually the way of water in the formula, right? Because most beauty personal care products contain on average between 65 to 95% of water and shower gels, which is our first product, usually contains 95% water. So it's it's quite uh quite a, a huge amount um so yeah i think what we're looking to do with isosa is really combat different and address different challenges that we're seeing so obviously plastic plastic waste with our refillable container which is made of aluminium we are actually helping people to save 1.2 kilos of bathroom plastic per year when they are switching to our product which oh. is quite yeah. quite great um, we are not transporting any water or any chemicals because our formulas are also plant-based, fully natural. We are only using the very minimum ingredients possible that have the highest potency possible to have very efficient products but that, that are supernatural. And I think also we came up with this powdered uh, formula and we, we wanted to move away a little bit from solid beauty. Um, which is also quite popular and which is like a more sustainable alternative with soap bars. But we find that most of the times the formulas are quite alkaline, meaning that they are quite aggressive to the skin. Mm -hmm. And like using the, the powder and really being able to handpick every single plant-based ingredients, we made sure to have formulas that are pH balanced and that are actually doing good to the skin and, and not harming it. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit of background about ethosine where it all uh, comes from. Yes. Um, before we go into more detail, like you're describing the perfect product for me because I'm the type of person that it's like, no, I don't want to use that because it has plastic or no, I don't want to use that because it has chemicals. Oh, I rather use the thing that you come up at home, you know, like you mix this and the other with yes. natural ingredients and you're trying to like not put all these chemicals in your body. So it's like, it is, but many times I'm like, well, maybe I'm just harming my body with these experiments that I'm trying to do at home. <laughs> but I love that yeah. it's like, hey, it's a proper kind of like cosmetic personal care beauty product that, but it, that it's designed for people like you and I basically, that it's like Absolutely. sustainable and yeah. health conscious. And Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And also just touching upon the, the DIY experience that you mentioned. So when our products comes to your home, it comes in a starter kit with a lifetime refillable bottle, which I mentioned earlier, made of aluminium. And then you also get to personalize and tailor your shower gel because the product comes into three different sachets. So you have one, which is the shower powder, only made of plant-based ingredients. And then you have a sachet, which is our blend 
blend of natural essential oils, bringing the invigorating scent to, to the shower gel and the preservative. And basically, you can also inform the product that you want to have because you can for, decide to add the fragrance or not, the preservative or not. So let's say we were speaking about fully natural products. If you don't want to add the preservative, you don't have to. The only thing that you need to take into account is that as soon as you add water to your shower powder, you add bacteria because water carries yeah. a lot of bacteria. Therefore, the shelf life of your shower gel would be reduced to two weeks instead of six months. But technically, you can have like the most natural shower gel uh, you've dreamed of by just like using the plant-based shower powder and adding water to it. That is absolutely amazing. So just to be clear, uh, this is not a uh, Gail makes soaps in her backyard. And that's it. <laughs> it's a, you've grown like a proper full-on company out of this. What I'm very interested about learning is your mindset. That I'm mm -hmm. sure, I'm, I don't have statistics, but I'm 100% sure there's tons of women in the workplace right now with our fancy corporate jobs that we have a side job. And then we, a side project, not side job, side project. And then yeah. we need a certain specific mindset to basically make the leap of faith to say, hey, A, I'm going to continue doing mm -hmm. both. And then B, at some point, I'm going to jump from side project, well, from work, to fully dedicated to my side project. What was going on in your mind when you were, when you were thinking about this? Yeah, that's a really great question, actually. So um, just to, to go back a little bit in time, I've always been um, that type of person who at some point wants to run their own business or have their own project, their own baby. Uh, so it's been growing with me over the last couple of years. And to be completely transparent, I had a couple of business ideas prior to Ethosa, where I started working on a business plan and, and starting diff different things, um, but ended up just like not following up because I did not feel it in my guts that it was the right mm. project, the right idea to, to follow, um, which happened with Ithosa actually. So when I first had the idea and started like brainstorming and, and putting my ideas on the paper, I could really visualize it. And I had such a strong feeling about it and such a strong passion as well. As I mentioned earlier, like seeing the impact that the industry has on our planet and on our health, it was really dear to me. I wanted to, to act and, and do something or try to do something. Um, so the, the passion was really like a, a driving driving force be, behind Ithosa. And I knew when I had the ideas that I was going to pursue it, that I wanted to, to go ahead with it, whatever, whatever happens. Interesting. So it's basically you followed your gut. You followed your intuition. I, I, yeah. I would really say so. Yeah. 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 Which that is like super important because sometimes we're like, it stops us from doing stuff or it kind of says like, Hey, just keep going, keep going. You're going the right, you know, it feels right. Absolutely. That, just feels yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. And I think at some point also when in life you're convinced about something and you know you want to to do something and as I said it was really important for me to start my own business at some point I just thought that 
this idea was yeah the the right one to to follow and i i really wanted to go ahead with it i was like this is time it's happening now yeah it's now it's yeah. now or never <laughs> i know it's like i have yes. the same feeling with a podcast it's like i've tried many many things before but this one it's just like i have to do it and i have to continue it's it's like exactly it just feels good and, exactly. and that's important to talk about it because like when it feels good just like follow the good feelings Well, that's what I always say, just like yes. follow whatever feels good and then you'll you'll just follow step by step. Exactly. Yeah. At the same time, it's not all rosy and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so there's many challenges. <laughs> <that come> <laughs> yes. There's many challenges that come with building a business. What are the key challenges that you think you've had to overcome in your journey? Yeah, so quite quite a few challenges, and they keep uh, keep coming up. But yeah, I would say in the early early stage of the journey, so when Ethosa was just like a side hustle, and when I started like looking for partners that would be willing to support us on this journey, um, it was a tough moment. First of all, because it's a very disruptive and niche concept, and when I started working to it about two years ago, a lot of like manufacturers and laboratories have never heard of like this type of formula or this type of ideas or they've never developed it so they did not even know where to start so first of all finding the right partners that would be ready to support the idea to be bought onto the idea and to say okay i'm going to do it for you i'm going to give it a try we're going to make this happen and develop this formula make it work it was quite um quite a challenge Uh, but we ended up finding a, a, an amazing partner, so I'm, I'm really grateful for all the work that they've done so far and the partnerships that we've been building. Um, but I think on top of that, so Ethosa was built on very strong ethics, mm. so sustainability is at the core of everything we do, and we have very, very high standards when it comes to, to being sustainable in the ingredients that we're using, our packaging, awesome. everything that we do. Um, and while the beauty personal care industry of all is shifting towards more sustainable practices, it's still in a way early days. So also trying to convince like the bigger corporations to, to make a move and to actually go the extra mile into finding the right material or the right ingredients. It, it was a real battle. It was a real battle and, and one of the biggest uh, challenges. Challenge. But yeah, we, we made it. We developed our, our first product. So how did you do it? How did you convince the suppliers to help you out in this project? I think um, I am really, really passionate about about Ithosa and about the, the whole idea and where I want to, to take the brand and really establishing also ourselves as a voice of authority in the industry. Um, so I think the message and the way I'm transmitting my passion was quite inspiring to these people. And they just said, okay, we're, we're going to go ahead. We're going to do it with you. We're going to make it happen. Um, and today, yeah, they, they're super proud and, and we're continuing working with some of them. But uh, I think really the passion, yeah, and, and the whole idea and wanted to change awesome. things and revolutionizing things uh yeah I love that I because I love that because it's like the energy and what's coming to my mind it's like many people let's say if you are under 30 
that I'm not under 30, but it's like young people that are like, hey, I'm super young. You know, it's like I'm young. And then they have like limiting beliefs or anxiety because they are young. But it's like, no, that energy and passion many times is like extremely powerful to convince people. You don't need to be Absolutely. the superhero that knows everything about the industry. No, no, no. I think it's really if you have like a clear idea of what you want to do, what you want to achieve and the way you transport the message, the way you communicate about it. And as you said, yeah, just the energy, the passion, the the feeling of wanting to to make a positive impact is really inspiring to to others. Yes, it is. I, I think it is. And that's what why people come on board because of the mm -hmm. mission, basically. And exactly. Mission yeah. driven, purpose driven. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm on board. Um, <laughs> what has changed? Because of course you dropped corporate, then side project became like a full-time project. It's a full business. Mm -hmm. And now you went from managing a side project to managing a business. What has changed in your mindset and your personality way of thinking? So a, a lot has changed because it's quite um, it's quite a different thing to have like a side hustle to work on it in the evenings during the weekends at your own pace and just also doing things that are super creative and super nice because like putting the brand together um, like can I can quickly show you I have our yeah. shower powder here and our bottles so working on all the designs and so on, um, also working on, on the stories, the development of the product to, to get it right. It was all like very, like the creative phase of things, which was super, super exciting. Um, but then obviously when you leave your full-time job and start like really running a business, it's very different because there are so many things to, to consider, to take into account. And also when you started, so we're, we're two being full-time in Thosa, myself and, and my co-founder, Oli. Um, but we, we take care of more or less everything. I mean, we're supported by, by people around us. Yeah. Uh, of course, we, we, we are giving some tasks away, but overall, at the end of the day, we're the people responsible and that can be held accountable. So we need to, to manage everything. And it's a lot like jumping from A to Z, like complete different topics. And you just need to be really on, on, on top of everything because if you don't do things, they're not going to get it done and you're not going to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's a lot to handle. And obviously like being a young business and just like establishing like the, the foundations as well, there are lots of challenges. So there are obviously like a lot of positives, but on a daily basis, we also have a lot of challenges. So you also, I think, need to find a way to keep the same energy and especially the one that, you know, I had in, in the, the very beginning, keep like being inspiring and communicating this passion, not being absorbed by like the challenges that you can face on a, on a daily basis. And I think that's, that's a real challenge in itself because you need to appear very, um energetic and very happy but you also have a lot of negative things in a way in your head that you need to to deal with and yeah. that you need to to tackle um so yeah it's it's very it's very different yeah you just raised a very good point about the negative things in your head what are your biggest fears 
as I said earlier, it's like not being on top of everything, not managing everything and in like the best possible way. And I think this is also like a personality type of things, but I'm more of like a perfectionist. I like to to try to be good at, at everything I do or to do things in the best possible way. And I think as a, as a founder and running a business, you kind of need to accept as well that not everything can be perfect and you need to handle so many things. Yeah, exactly. You need to learn to let go. And, and that's, yeah, that's challenging. Yeah, I find it so interesting. It's the first time that, that this analogy comes to my mind, but let's say I work in product and many people in the industry says a product person, it's like a mini CEO. Uh, but yes. as you describe the challenges, I'm like, well, that's exactly the same challenges that I have working in product. So actually, yeah. yes, for anyone who is considering kind of starting a company, getting into the path, the career path of product is also a good, good way to, yeah. to start getting into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's all, I guess. There is an element that it's building the brand, building the business, and then it's the running the business and growing the business. And the element that I find most challenging or tricky, especially in today's environment, is fundraising. Because to grow, you need like funding. What has been your experience fundraising as mm -hmm. a first-time founder? Because that's important. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's also a challenging uh, journey. So, so far we were still self-financed. However, we started fundraising and we already have some funds committed, which we are very, very happy about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great news. Um, But yeah, it, it is not uh, it is not easy, and I think the climate of all has changed quite heavily as well in the last coming month. I mean, what's happening? What you read in the press, like the the war, like the COVID, like all the impact that these different events have on on the world. It makes the the investment climate a little bit more um, a little bit more difficult. To be fair, so. Uh, and I think that's probably a challenge that most founders find. You would tend to like set up a timeline and say, okay, by this date, I'm going to have like my round closed. Everything is going to go perfectly. And we are convinced that we are allowing enough time to, to do it. But at the end, and especially because you have all these things happening that have an influence on, on the investment, investing climate, uh, it takes longer than, than what you anticipate. Um, and obviously, the longer it takes, again, like you need to keep your, your motivation up. You need to keep your perseverance up because you need to keep reaching out to, to, to people and engage with them and, and sell them your, your, your idea and, and your business. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it is a very interesting journey as well to get to, to speak to, to different, uh, type of investors and, and to learn what they're expecting and also like adapting the way you, you address to them, depending on the profile and so on. It's, it's definitely like a super interesting and insightful experience, but it, it also comes, uh, with, with challenges. Yeah. Um, how about like, how... I guess like I haven't done this myself. How do you get started in fundraising? 
what was your your thinking process and it's like yeah it's time to get money from somebody else and then how do mm -hmm. you find these either angel investors or seed pre-seed how did you go about yeah, it yeah 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 Uh, so first, so we we are, as I said, self-financed. Uh, and then when we started the actual fundraising process, we identified investors, different type of investors, business angels, funds, early stage VCs as well, because obviously we were back then still pre-revenue. We've not launched the product just yet. So very early stage investors and more into the sustainability, um, consumer goods, impact spaces, just like finding people with profiles that are going to connect and identify with, with our mission and and be inspired by, by what we're doing. I think the, the profile and the interest um, of, of investors of all is like one of the key things to, to look at because if I'm going to somebody who is only used to investing in, in fintech, for example, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the answer is, is going to no. be negative if I get an answer at all. Yeah. So I, I, I think for us, it was really focusing on like early stage investors, because as I said, when we started the process, we were still uh, pre-revenue. Pre um, so so we, we needed to find people that are buying into the idea and that want to come on board early to, to support the growth of the, of the business. Yeah. How did you prepare to start having those conversations? Uh, so first, we we worked on our pitch deck, which we actually uh, continuously improve and and tweak as we go and as we grow. Um, that was the the key starting point to map everything out on a on a piece of paper. Um, and then I think the first things that we did was a pitch night with other startups. It was still, uh, I think this one was still virtual, but it was quite a good experience because obviously you, a bit of like practice as well, you you get to to present and obviously we're two to present. So also like dividing up the uh, the parts um, of, of the pitch. Uh, and yeah, to be fair, it's not like we really prepared in advance every single word that we were going to say or like rehearsed or so, but no. it's just, Yeah, getting to to know what the person, what each person is going to speak about, and then just like over time as well, you get a lot lot more confident, um, and and you start to introduce new ways as well of presenting things. Um, yeah, awesome. You do sound like an experienced uh, founder now. Like <laughs> yes, it is because it is very different to just have a side project while you're working. Versus now that it's like, it properly grew into a mm -hmm. company and you're fundraising. Absolutely. It's like, yes, yeah, it is like, cool. That is super cool. Yeah. Next step. Yeah. Yes. It's like next level. Good for you. <laughs> um, what advice could you give any women building their side project that they want to turn it into a full on business? Uh, that's a very, very good question as well. Um, I, I think from my own experience, you kind of need to uh, stay realistic um, because, and again, I take my example, but even if like you have a really great 
product idea and you manage to bring it to life, you manage to create it and everybody is super excited about it and you get amazing feedback. Um, it's very positive, but it takes a lot more to actually like build a successful business out of it and, and really get it off the ground. It's not just like the product, there's mm. a lot more uh, <laughs> after that. Um, and I think it's really like, you, you really need to be tough because it's, it is a challenging journey. As I said earlier, there, there are lots of, of different things that you need to, to handle at the same time, lots of challenges. Uh, and you kind of need to, to fight for everything at every stage of the journey as well. Um, so I think it's like, be realistic. It's not because you have like a great idea that it's going to immediately be super successful and you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow. It's, it, it does no, not it happen work like, that. like that. Yeah. Um, and also be like, be ready to, uh, to tackle challenging situations that you probably would not have been used to in your day-to-day -day job. I love that because it's, yeah. it's uh, you took the, the real, you know, like the real life. Yes. Life experience. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, it will be tough. You need to be ready to yeah. tackle challenges. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We're very big on transparency at Ethosa. We actually have one of our motors is while we're not 100% perfect, we're always 100% transparent. So we are really trying to, to communicate uh, as, as much as we can and uh, yeah, and be transparent. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, I love transparency too. It's like if something triggers me in life, not just work, like life, it's when, when it's like that lack of transparency, I'm like, ah, it's like transparency is important. <laughs> yeah, no. And especially, I mean, with what we're doing in the industry, there's a lot of greenwashing, lots of like fake claims out there and yeah, greenwashing overall. So we 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 need to be transparent we we need to share information and and tell people what it really is about uh and as i said even if it's not fully perfect we need to to explain how it is why it is like this and how we're looking to improve things but yeah really I like explaining that. sharing yes very good um where can we find you where can we buy the products where can we find you in social media like the full thing so we are currently sold in three markets in Europe through our D2C website. So ethosa.co.uk, ethosa.fr for France and ethosa.de for Germany. We will shortly be launching on Amazon as well. So you will be able to find us there. Uh, we are also selling on Etsy at the moment, which is quite well known um, globally, I believe. Uh, and I would say, I mean, if you want to, to stay up to date and to learn about everything that we're doing, all our offers, new product launches, the best way to do that is to subscribe to our newsletter on our site. And you can also get 25% off your first order when you actually subscribe to our newsletter. Amazing. Cool. Yay. Just another bonus question. How did you expand from one market to multiple markets? So um, I, as I said earlier, I'm originally from, from France and my partner co-founder is originally from Germany and we identified this market and we're based in London in the UK. Yeah. So these are the three, three <laughs> markets. Yeah. 
Um, and we obviously know a lot about these different markets and we know that there is a huge potential for sustainable beauty, personal care, and especially our, our product as well. Uh, so that's why we, we decided to, to launch in these three markets in the first place. Um, now, at the moment, we're mostly focusing on the UK markets. Uh, so obviously our other sites are live, but the real focus is on the, the UK market and we will look at expanding further also to other European markets in the coming coming years. Amazing. Yes, because that is relevant because like everyone needs this product, right? It's not like geography specific. It's like worldwide. Yeah, it's a future of personal care. I love that. That's the future of personal care. We should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> future personal care well Gael it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the show thank you very much and ladies hope you enjoyed the episode feel free to reach out to Gael or to myself if any questions on either the product or her journey or just anything in life so absolutely my pleasure Monica it's been really great and I'll speak to you soon yeah see you bye bye see you bye <laughs>